0: Welcome to the Humans for SDGs podcast,
1: where we feature everyday individuals who are taking action for the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals.
0: These 17 Sustainable Development Goals aim to transform the world by year 2030 by eradicating poverty, protecting the environment, achieving prosperity, and ensuring peaceful and just societies through multi sector partnerships. This podcast is brought to you by the 2030 Youth Force in the Philippines.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Humans for SDGs podcast, where we feature individuals who are taking action for the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. I'm one half of your host for today, Rex Revalo.
0: Hi, everyone. And I'm Aya Antonio.
1: Today, we have with us the co founder of Kahit Lani, who is also a member of. 2030 Youth Force in the Philippines, of the Mayari Movement, Talang Dalisay, and the Assumption College Corral. Please welcome Miss Nina Mikaela Lim. Hello, Nina. How are you?
2: Hi, Kuya Brex, I'm doing really well. Hi,
0: Hi, Nina. Welcome to our Humans for SDGs podcast. So, Nina, um, let me start by asking about your scope of work because I noticed you're part of many organizations ranging from human rights mental health and then you're also a skilled writer but tell us about your priority advocacy what's the
2: main advocacy that you have thank you for that for me my main advocacy would really have to be on inclusivity and I know inclusivity is very wide range but at the same time The things that I do tackle now, a lot would fall under mental health, a lot would even be on education and social justice. With that, I feel that inclusivity is such an important thing that we need to consider because of how vital it is in today's society. Knowing our impact in the things that we do now, that first step in creating an impact is knowing that we all deserve a change in what we are going through right now. And we are all entitled to equal human rights, equal opportunities, and the like.
1: All right, so thanks, Nina. So you got a lot going on. You've got Nina, Haydlani, Mayari Movement, Talang Dalisa Youth Force, and then you're part of the Chorale in Assumption College. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you do in each of the organizations, what are their main points, and really, how do you do it? You
2: got so much going on. So for me, yes, they are really a lot. But at the same time, I really do believe in the saying that if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work at all. And so one of the things that I do have right now is Kahedlani. And Kahedlani is a very new organization. We are a non-stop, non-profit youth organization that really advocates for human rights, social justice, and inclusivity among all sectors of society. And it really mainly began with all my friends saying that we want to change now and we want to do something about what we can do. So with that, we did start Kahedlani. For the Mayari movement, it also began with some friends that I well met in an organization that I was part of before and because we were all very passionate about the things that we talk about we really wanted to start a conversation on stigmatized issues with that we created this online initiative called the Mayari movement and from there we really use the Mayari movement as an online platform to really discuss about current topics that are heavily stigmatized, some of the things that we also talk about would fall under mental health, home-based violence, and cyberbullying. The other organization that I am part of, it's Talang Dalisay. And I really began to work in Talang Dalisay, mainly because I'm really close to our founder. Her name's Macy Lee. And she told me about Talang Dalisay and how Talang Dalisay's main advocacy is really on mental health and with that I've really connected things like mental health, education, inclusivity and human rights. With that, I think a lot of the things that I do now really fall under the things I've learned in all the organizations, especially as well in Youth Force, because Youth Force is my first organization that I joined.
0: Interesting. So Nina, I understand your central advocacy would be on including everyone across different sectors. But tell us about,
2: maybe first, what does kahidlani mean? That's a good question. Kahidlani is actually a combination of two words. It's from the Filipino word kahidlao and the Hawaiian word leilani. So kahidlao can be translated to a deep longing for something, while leilani means child of heaven. But um, Lani can be directly translated to heaven. So we decided to mix those two words together for it to mean longing for heaven. And personally, for the core team and I, when we do think about heaven, it's actually having that leveled ground of getting equal opportunities for the things that we can attain.
1: Okay, that's pretty deep. So the way I'm understanding this, Nina, is you came together as a bunch of friends maybe they're your classmates, maybe they're your personal contacts through different organizations. And as I'm hearing this, I'm reflecting back on my high school days, my college days, 2010 to 2014, I was an undergraduate. And at the time, I don't remember hearing much about volunteer organizations. And now there are movements like yours where we're seeing really more youth being involved in the volunteer sector and development sector. I'm just wondering, what do you think is the common denominator among you guys? What keeps you guys going?
2: For me personally, if I do think of what kept me going, I really didn't have that main event in my life that really told me that, okay, I have to do this for this, for this main reason. I think it's been a cultivation of all the things that I've gone through that made me feel like I should do something about it. And in my life, I have seen a lot of issues in our world today and it's very wide scope we have environmental issues we have things on human rights and we have a lot of things going on in our world today but if i do a look at it in a very general idea i think a lot of the people now including my friends um the founders of kahedlani as well when we thought about it what really kept us going was the idea that one day something that we might do can create a major impact even on one person's life and that's something that constantly keeps us going the idea that we need to keep going because even if it gets tiring even when it gets a little out of hand we know that we won't leave each other in this entire mess we have to keep going because what we will do can make a change and Despite that being a little cliche that I've already also heard that um, making a change is impossible, it actually isn't. I do believe that change is super, super possible. And it's just a matter of saying yes to the things that you're offered. they the things that you can do.
0: I'm wondering what motivates you in, in terms of like, you know, you have other things going on, you're studying, but how do you manage your time?
2: I personally think that the way that I managed my time was really making sure that I make a priority list. And this priority list has always been, I make a lot of versions of it. I always have something written. I have something on my mind or even something on my laptop or things like that. And I do know that in whatever sector in my life I want to do or whatever I want to do in the future, I need to know, or I have to at least make a relation that everything that I do now makes a huge impact on whatever I want to pursue in the future. So when I do think about my academics, I really make sure not to lose contact with focusing on academics as well. Because I know that if I really want to do this change that I've been dreaming of, I know that I couldn't let my academics suffer as well. And... At the same time, the thing that really motivates me, I think, would be my family because my family is a very strong, we're a pretty strong family when it comes to advocacies. I know every single person in my family advocates for something. My mom also a volunteer for a mental health organization. My brothers, they're also very strong about their own personal advocacies, also my dad. And it just got me to a point where I felt that If my family could see it it this way, then I could do it. And it just kept motivating me to do this major change together.
1: Okay, that's interesting. In my experience, it's kind of the opposite, where uh, I have a family who's, I think, more business oriented, you know? So the question that they were asking me was how much are you earning from there? You know, it's those more practical questions in a sense. But you're touching on something I feel that really gets to the heart of this whole development work, this whole volunteerism and advocacy thing, where we do want to make that change. And throughout the whole process, you know, this is a difficult job, no matter how you look at it. It takes time, it takes effort. And a lot of people, they tend to have a difficult time with the stress, and it will affect their mental health in some way. Throughout your work in Kailani and your other organizations, how are you seeing the mental health scene playing out among the youth and maybe in the Philippines in general?
2: When I do look at the things that are happening now, I do really consider that there is such a major toll on mental health, especially for, actually it's for everyone. This major change is It was very inevitable, I guess, if you could say that. But at the same time, it was something that we knew would result to a lot of changes. And with those changes came a different kind of norm or something that we needed to really adjust with. With that, when I do think about the youth, though, or at least how I see it, there are pros and cons to how the youth is handling this pandemic. When I do think of the pros, I do also believe that because the youth right now, we are very exposed to a lot of online platforms like social media. And we use this platform for expression. I do also believe that when it comes to building connections and expressions, we get to do this through these online platforms like Facebook or Instagram. And I honestly constantly see a lot of my friends posting something about the pandemic and how they feel. And it's a great outlet. It really is a great outlet. At the same time, it's also something where we get the use information that is shared. But then the major con that I do also see with the youth right now is that we are all still going through this. And it is a really difficult thing. We are going through a period of loss and grief. And this loss and grief comes from the lack of connection there's so much pain going on as well. Not only with the idea that we can't get to talk to our friends or the people outside, but knowing as well that we get information, seeing that continuously there are still people who get sick from COVID. There are still frontliners who are having such a hard time with handling the situation. It does have a toll on your mental health. But despite that, I do still see that in general, or at least here in the Philippines, we are slowly trying to see that we are all trying to get by. We are all trying to find ways to cope and find ways to address what we are feeling. And I'm really glad as well that a lot of Filipinos also get to see now that aside from physical health, there is also such a great importance to prioritizing our mental health and seeing how much of an impact our surroundings can do to our emotional state. I agree, you
0: know, I I empathize also because it's not just about, you know, what's happening within you. Everything that you feel and everything that we feel, it's also affected by what's happening around us. And in turn, it's, it's more challenging nowadays to balance everything emotionally and then still have to be productive, maybe for, Younger people, they still have to go to school and do school online. And then for young professionals, they still have to work and function well. You know, they're at home, while also having all these thoughts and worries and anxiety. So Nina, tell us about what are you doing to cope and what would you advise the people out there when it comes to managing all of this stress that we're having in this time?
2: I think the main thing that we really should prioritize or the main thing that we really should do, and I guess it could also be advice, would be to really reach out. It's better to really know that there are other resources that we can look into when it comes to coping with such a difficult time. And we shouldn't also see this time as something where we have to deal with it ourselves. For me personally, it gets harder when I have to keep things to myself. And it's okay to show that sense of vulnerability. It's okay to feel a lot of pressure as well, knowing that we have to adapt to what's happening. And at the same time, we need to constantly keep going. It is a very stressful time, but there are a lot of resources, a lot of mental health services as well, who offer a lot of things to help us in our current situation. There are services such as helplines, there are other things where we can even inquire for web counseling. there are a lot of ways but if those things are kind of a lot as well, be sure to still keep in touch with people. It's very important to keep in touch with a lot of people or at least with one person because as what I've mentioned before, it's difficult to go through things alone and it's the best way to handle such a lonely time being alone it's better to always look into the things that we can do and let's do that together.
1: Beautiful answer, Nina. Now I'm wondering, you're in high school. I think you're in grade 12, if I'm correct. So you're slowly transitioning there to college. What do you see yourself doing? Maybe in college, uh, do you have a course in mind there that might be related to your organizations right now? And if Do you still see yourself being engaged in organizations like this in college and maybe even after that?
2: When I do think about my future, it does scare me a lot. When I think of college, I don't even have a setback. Although, when I do think about what course I want to take, I think I'm planning to take psychology. I really love psychology. At the same time, if I don't pursue that, I really want to pursue international relations as well. These are things that have been such a huge interest in my life and it's something that I do hope to pursue in the future as for organizations I don't intend to stop volunteering I really love to serve it's always such a different opportunity in every opportunity that you get to have and I really do hope that this is something that I get to carry on and get to also tell more people about it serving or volunteering in activities it's a different experience and that kind of love for it you don't get anywhere else
0: thank you nina i'm sure rex knows this also all of us here we're volunteers and we find great joy in what we do and yes i also hope that a lot of or more young people would find joy and learning and growth and volunteering. Thank you, Nina, for sharing your time and your experience with us. But before we let you go, maybe you can share with us some ways on how more young people can join you at the volunteer work that you do. Where can they find you?
2: So if you want to know more about Kahedlani, feel free to look at our Facebook page. It's called Kahedlani. At the same time, don't, don't worry. You can always email us at guidelani at gmail.com or you can always message us on our Facebook page. At the same time, feel free to look at the Mayari Movement as well and our online initiatives through the Mayari Movement on Facebook. For Talang Delisai, feel free to check out Talang Delisai's website, talangdelisai.com.ph and our Facebook page, Talang Delisai.
0: Thank you for this wonderful time. I hope you've got to inspire more young people to uh, be involved and to also speak up.
1: Thank you so much, Nina. All right, well, that that wraps up our episode with Miss Nina Micaela Lim. Join us next time at Humans for SEGs. Thank you for listening to the Humans for SDGs podcast. This has been Brex Arevalo.
0: This has been Aya Antonio.
1: Please tune in to our next episode, where we will be featuring more individuals who are taking action for the UN SDGs.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the 2030 Youth Force in the Philippines. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash youthforceph.